Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello there, history friends. Zach Twomley here, as always. This, as you are probably aware, is quite similar to the last teaser that was recently released. Because the extra episodes are out now, I thought it only made sense to release a teaser to you guys and let you know what's what with the extra feed in April. So, what is the extra feed? Well, if you just happened upon this episode and you've no idea what Patreon is or what When Diplomacy Fails even is, then, well, first of all, hi, and welcome to When Diplomacy Fails. But second of all, to give you a bit of clarity, When Diplomacy Fails is on Patreon, and you can find us there at patreon.com forward slash when diplomacy fails, or by going to wdfpodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon banner. But if you would like to become a patron for this podcast, you can pay, well, as little as $1 a month, but if you pay $5 a month, you'll get access to the extra feed, which means essentially you guys will get extra content every month, the nature of which will change as we go forward. At the moment, I'm toying with a number of ideas, but you should know that for the months of July and August, this podcast will essentially be on hiatus while I try to have a life. Well, try my very best to have a life while working on all the other projects that are going on in the background. However, because patrons are so wonderful and because there's a lot of stuff I've been meaning to cover for a very long time... I decided to use those nine weeks or so, because it turns out that there's actually five Mondays in the month of July rather than four, so there will be nine episodes rather than eight. I'm going to use those nine episodes as extra episodes. They'll only be available in the extra feed, and I'm hoping that this way people will kind of be drawn to join up and sign up and help this podcast move forward, because it's the best way to do so. And it means that everyone will, in time, be privy to some pretty special goods. Because even though the extra feed is exclusive and offers some special goods for people who just sign up, and it gives you the opportunity to get things before everyone else without any of these BFIT please or Patreon please or anything like that, by the very fact that this podcast will be expanding and hitting some of its goals, you guys will be getting some awesome content. I mean, the end goal, really, as far as I'm aware of, in terms of audio content, is a History of Prussia podcast, which I'm really excited to do and obviously will massively increase my workload. So in order to justify it, I'll only be doing it once I hit the $2,500 goal. Now that might seem insane and you might be thinking to yourself right now, I'm never going to pay for this because I get it for free, so why would I? And to you, I would say, that's fine. I don't expect people to pay, that's why I give this out for free. But I would say that... If you would like to advance the cause of this podcast and 
ensure that it reaches more people's ears and hits its goals and, well, helps history thrive, which is all about what we're about, then I would really encourage you to go and become a patron of this podcast because you do instantly get some pretty good rewards, such as, well, you'll be a week ahead of the regular feed, but you'll also get an hour of extra content every month. This month, and this is what the whole point of this teaser episode is, a two-parter has just been released into the extra feed, which will kind of serve as the extra content for the month. And it basically asks the question of whether Louis XIV's foreign policy can be judged as a success. It's not as straightforward a question as you might think, and we kind of jump all over the timeline of Louis XIV in order to answer it. So, yeah, it's a pretty good journey if you're interested, and if you'd like to know what that sounds like, then have a little listen to this teaser right here. Louis XIV's grandfather, Henry IV, was originally a Protestant and had been a member of the French Huguenot minority, but he converted to Catholicism in 1595. In order to ensure religious tolerance for that segment of the population, of which he had once been a member, Henry issued the Edict of Nantes in 1598, which guaranteed freedom of worship for Protestant Huguenots across France. In the years that followed, France was by no means cured of its religious conflicts, but such issues certainly did not dominate the French agenda as they had before. By the time of Louis' birth, the Edict of Nantes was an accepted part of French society and a guarantor of the rights of French Huguenots. However, with the Edict of Fontainebleau on the 22nd of October 1685, Louis erased what had been nearly a century of tolerance, as the practice of Protestant worship was outlawed just like that. The wealth of condemnation at Louis' decision, as well as his resulting efforts to implement the edict, also affected his foreign relations. The courts of Europe, struck by anecdotes of fleeing French Protestants and what it could mean for religious tensions across the continent, since they were all fairly delicately balanced as well, were aghast. One Protestant elector in particular invoked the Edict of Potsdam to entice fleeing French citizens into Brandenburg. The exodus of French citizens resulted in a loss of productive and skilled individuals, not to mention the impact it had on the armed and naval forces, many of whom defected to Dutch or German armies. In short, Louis' Edict of Fontainebleau was an unmitigated disaster for France. It portrayed his rule as one of religious repression and intolerance, while anti-French propaganda was able to spread as far as America as a direct result. The historian David J. Sturdy noted that After the revocation of the Edict of Nantes, the Protestant states which joined anti-French coalitions were inspired in part by a desire to avenge the suffering of their fellow Protestants. Not even the papacy approved of Louis' actions, remarking that Christ did not use armed forces to further the gospel. It was not just the ideology but the means by which Louis implemented the edict that drew consternation from Europe. For example, his direct interference in Piedmont and his insistence that its resident sovereign duke persecute any Protestants in the region resulted in thousands of deaths amidst a protracted guerrilla campaign. By attempting to apply his domestic policies in places where he had no business, Louis was presenting himself as a monarch whose tactless wartime diplomacy was matched only by his peacetime religious intolerance. And Louis' heavy-handed approach to implementing his religious policies 
matches the arrogant tone of his victorious diplomacy, like the aforementioned Dutch negotiations in late 1672. By revoking the Edict of Nantes, Louis needlessly provoked a loyal minority and made it clear that he would no longer accept the peaceful status quo. It is a policy comparable to his war against the Dutch, since in this case Louis also attacked an ally willing to go to literally any lengths to maintain the French friendship. By creating enemies within and without, Louis was setting France up for a disastrous encounter with the consequences of policies that he had set in motion. So what do you think? A reminder that you guys will get an hour of extra content every month, so even if this doesn't sound like your thing, you're guaranteed to get something good in the months going forward. And for the record, in July and August we'll be looking at everything from equipment to drills to tactics to the psychology of sieges to some interesting side notes on, well, what Louis thought of war and why it was so important to him. All that stuff, I think, is very valuable to the overall story, but because it's not something I'm especially interested to do, like, as part of the general narrative, because I feel like it breaks up the narrative too much, I thought it would fit very well into the idea of what the extra feed is all about, and that is giving you information, giving you content that is kind of unrelated to, or at least isn't part of the main overall story that the podcast is trying to tell. In short, you don't have to listen to those extra episodes to be able to understand where we are, but if you want more context, if you want more of a kind of in-depth examination of what the 17th century was all about, and if you want to be able to understand Louis XIV a bit better, then those extra episodes will probably suit you guys down to the ground. It should also be said that I really, really enjoyed writing them as well, so hopefully you guys will really enjoy listening to them too. Other than that, I mean, it should be said, again, I don't mean to beat a dead horse here, but, I mean, no one's forcing you to listen to this, so, hey, this is just my space to ramble on and on and on until someone stops me. But yeah, it should be said that in July and August, this podcast is going on a break, because I need the break, otherwise I'm going to go insane. The only reason I'm able to provide you guys with all this content is because I prepared, like, a mad joke beforehand to kind of drop all of this on you, but... After a while, this podcast will go dark, not because I don't love you, but because, well, I love my wife more. No offense, but there you go. Anyway, this has been a When Diplomacy Fails teaser for the month of April. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've got any questions, if you've got any queries, or if you simply just want to know what's what with the Patreon feed, then make sure you check it out. There's no obligation on you guys, obviously. I just wanted to let you know what's up, and I feel like these things are the best way to do it. I mean, seriously, this is kind of a rant ramble, but I mean, Facebook has just become so bad for advertising anything to do with the podcast. I don't know what it is, but I think Facebook is punishing me now for not paying for advertisements or whatever by just hiding everything I say away from you guys. So maybe if you guys are regulars on Facebook, maybe you liked the Facebook page, but you're not really sure where the kind of posts from when diplomacy fails is gone we're still there so maybe go and find us and maybe like us a bit more so that hopefully it'll sort out the algorithm and you will see it then more on a regular basis anyway that's me done i'm gonna go now and i'm gonna tackle the next few episodes because that's the dream to get everything finished so i don't even have to do anything and i can just get married in peace speaking of peace that's the last thing that the dutch and the french and the rest of europe had so Make sure that you listen to the latest episode of the Franco-Dutch War on Monday, because, yeah, it's a pretty darn good one. Alrighty, folks, thanks for listening. 
My name is Zach, and I will see you all soon. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.